Good morning. Our order of service is on page 46. Um, I want to I want to give the full disclosure. I was wearing a mask, and and you know, in those days, it's like. Uh, I know in church you're supposed to be positive, but I want to say that I took a COVID test yesterday and I'm negative. So I'm going to be positive, but know that I'm inside, I'm negative. But I'm going to still wear the mask, you know, and so you can keep your uh, appropriate distance from me. Um, I was traveling, and so, you know, all of that stuff, uh, just keep that in mind. And, um, and, but as far as I'm concerned, I have a cold, I don't have a fever. So that's why I'm here. Otherwise, we would have had to make other plans, right? Um, and then just one other thing. Uh, it, it is, it, it, I guess it's nearly impossible just to pass by uh, the, the court decision. Unfortunately, it's become so politicized, and I don't like to talk politics in church. Um, I, so, so what I'm going to say is, is that uh, not being a doctor and not being somebody, you know, who involves himself in day-to-day situations. Uh, uh, I, you know, I'm not either, I'm not, you know, saying hooray, and I'm not going boo or anything like that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying that, that, you know, God is still God, and God still says what he says, and he doesn't mean, he doesn't say one thing and mean the other thing. Um, so, so that's, that's where I come down, that's my job, uh, to, 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 uh, to try as best as I can to proclaim God's word in its entirety, knowing that I'm a poor, miserable sinner, and also knowing that I cannot, uh, uh, take up time giving glory to God, explaining why we should feel good about one thing and not good about another thing. Does that make sense? So, so, so we'll just do, we'll just do that. Uh, I, I do know that, that there are many laws that, that this government makes that could easily be seen as, as contra to God's law, and that is always a tension in which we live. So we're always living in that tension. Um, I, I will say this, and this may be a surprise to some people, but, but the government was set up not as a Christian government, as, as we may say, but as a government with freedom of religion so that you and I, we can worship God and we can believe things um, th- that come from God's word, knowing also that other people who do not believe in God uh, you know, may believe something completely different. And having said that, the Christian's job is not to make laws that make non-Christians hypocrites. Does that make sense? You can't make a person a Christian by saying, you shall not swear, you shall not do this, you shall not do that. They're, you're either a Christian in faith or you're not. That's, that's what the Bible sets out. And so for us to you know, say, hey, this is a Christian nation, make all kinds of laws um, that are that good church people, church-going people would believe, um, and, then, uh, and then the other people uh, would be just left out in the cold, and the Christians would say, all right, you know, th- th- we're in power, and you have to do what we say. I don't think is godly. Because you're either godly or you're not godly, and God is the one who makes that determination, and not us. All right. So I've gone on far further than I uh, had intended. Uh, I'm just saying that personally, uh, I think not ending lives unnecessarily is a good thing. Uh, but the LCMS in the past has uh, believed that abortion is, is a sin uh, with, with uh, certain exceptions. Um, and the last time I looked, and I should look uh, you know, closer, as soon as I, you know, have the time, but the last time I was aware, it was, uh, it was if it endangered the mother's life, or, um, or through um, uh, rape, that sort of thing. The LCMS allowed uh, those exceptions. Again, I'll look, uh, but at the same time, 
you know, God is God, and He continues on, and we work to try and fulfill what His will is, knowing that we fail every day. All right. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe I should just... Yeah, well, I just, didn't want, I just didn't want people saying, well, pastor never said anything about this, you know, landmark case and all of that stuff, and I just, you know, that's, that's my reasoning for, for not saying anything about it. How's that? I think I said a lot about it, but, all right, uh, let's, uh, let's do our gathering song, hymn 728. <laughs> rise. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You are the treasured people of the Lord, the people holy. Keep the words of the Lord in your heart. Teach them to your children. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the strength of those whose hope is in you, be present and hear our prayers. And because in weakness of our mortal nature, we can do nothing good without you. Give us the help of your grace, so that in keeping your commandments, we may please you in will and deed. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Please be seated for the readings. 
Good morning. The first reading is from the 19th chapter of Kings, of First Kings, excuse me. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down the altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. And when you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel-Maholah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Haziel, and Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We now sing hymn number 752, I, the Lord of Sea and Sky.
The second reading is from the fifth chapter of Galatians. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live, in this, live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise for the gospel acclamation. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down? From heaven to destroy them, but Jesus turned and rebuked them. And then he, he and his disciples went to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. We continue with him. 666, great God, your love has called us. Please be seated.
God's grace, His mercy, and His peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this is kind of an interesting set of readings that we have. A lot of thou shalt do and thou shalt not do, and this is what the flesh entails, and this is what the spirit entails. Now, get out there, go get them, good luck. Well, let me tell you why I rejoice at not cringing when I see these seemingly conflicting situations. Um, and, and I mentioned one before the service. But here you have, in the Old Testament, you have Elijah who assumed some things he should not have assumed. Oh, woe is me. Tell me you haven't done this. Oh, I'm the only one. Why do I always have to be the good one? Nobody else is good. I'm the only one left. And then, Elijah felt so strongly about his conviction that he made a suicide march into the wilderness, right? You read it, 40 days and 40 nights. And God provided for him, even though he was hell-bent to kill himself, God provided. And then when he got to the mount, God showed him some signs. Look, you want to see something great? Here it is. And he showed him three different things, and he was not in them. They were simply a tool of him. Have you ever been kind of down in the mouth? Well, let's give it a clinical name, depressed. Have you ever been depressed? And then it's like one thing after the other, and it's like, well, this is a sign. Yeah, these things are not uncommon to, to mankind. But God looked into Elijah's heart, something that you and I cannot do, and he said, this guy is washed up. I mean, he's used up. Um, and yes, you know, uh, I've put him through some things, uh, but I can see that, that he's worn out. Because after God showing him those signs, he asked Elijah, and what was it? It was the same thing, right? Once again, going back to your life, how long does it have to take, right? Maybe you go to a counselor, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going to a counselor and saying, I'm so depressed. But what does the counselor do? The counselor sits and listens and then reasons with you until you change your own mind. Does that make sense? Does that sound? And yes, at some, at some level, a counselor might be saying, I, I might be seeing this person for a while because, boy, they're really deep in it. And who got themselves deep in it? When you're, when you're depressed. Now, I'm not picking on clinical diagnoses or anything like that because there are people who have chemical brain imbalances. There are people who actually need to take medicine to feel normal. I'm not talking about abusing medicine or self-medication. I'm talking about some strong meds so that you can be normal, maybe in the sphere of what we consider normal to be. And sometimes we just get a certain way in life where, and, and you grew up that way, and growing up that way, you've been saying things to yourself for many, many years, and it's really, really hard to change that cycle from saying, I'm not worth people's attention, I'm not worthy of, of this or that or the other thing, to, you know what, I am, I am worthy of this and that. And some people have a big dose of I'm not worthy, and other people, as we may know, have a healthy dose of stuff that they shouldn't be because they're not worthy. But boy, try to tell them that. And there you have, in the midst of this, you have people who feel so burdened and guilty 
and they, and they love to feel guilty because that's the way they feel, right? Try to tell a guilty person not to feel guilty. You're going to get a nose full of it. They will punch you right in the face. And on the other hand, somebody who already knows everything, try to tell them that you don't know everything. But it's up to each person as they follow God and as they realize, and this is, this is the importance, is it, is it up to you? Because it says this, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. My, do I have to go any further? Are we not all wrapped up in these things? Selfish ambitions, dissensions, drunkenness. That's a little bit of the self, you know, that's a uh, self-medication, uh, right? You know, if I, can, if I can drink enough, I can forget everything. And if booze doesn't do it for me, fen-fen will. And then what happens? We've seen it. All of these people are trying to forget who they are, escape life. But we also have this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Well, you know, can I love too much? No, you can't. Can I have too much peace? No. Joy? No. Forbearance? No. Kindness? No. Goodness? No. Faithfulness? No. Try and do these things. And are we failing at that? Yes! Here's where I have joy in all of this thing, this world of controversy, this world of oppositeness. I, 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 I want to do this but that I don't do. I do the very thing that I hate to do. Who is going to save me from this body of death? Here's the answer. And I hope you're hearing it as if you're hearing it for the first time. If you stay tangled up in this, you're missing the point of Christianity. And I'm going to say that a lot of Christian churches have missed the point because they are pounding people with the Bible and pounding them with a hammer of the law, saying, unless you do these things, unless you do that, and one big thing is, unless you show submission to God, submission to the point to where, I don't know, I guess it depends on the preacher or the temperature of the church. I, I don't know. But unless you do that, you shouldn't call yourself a Christian. And I say to that person, well, I want to say a lot. I really do. But let me say this. You are never going to get yourself into heaven. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, now, he's, now he's saying stuff I've heard before because Lutherans love to say that. You cannot, by your own merit, get yourself into heaven. But if you could, there for a minute, if you could obey all of the laws, who might you give credit to? Two. Thank you, God, for giving me all those laws, but ha-ha, I have obeyed them all. So therefore, I get the credit. You see where the mistake is? Because God's going to come back and say, you know what? When you walked out of that McDonald's and that guy said, hey, buddy, can you spare me a dollar and you didn't? You didn't know, but I know, that that was a sin. Because that guy really did need a dollar. But what did you think? Come on, you know what you thought. Oh, he's going to go buy a bottle of booze. He's going to go buy some dope. He's going to go shoot up. And I'm not going to support that habit. Well, the problem is, is how do we support one another? in ways that are beneficial. And you know what? There, we don't say the phrase, no good turn goes unpunished for nothing. 
Because we try and we help people, and we do it out of the goodness of our heart, but what happens? Things come a-tumbling down. And maybe somebody points at you and says, if you wouldn't have done that, they wouldn't be in this shape. And now, what do you got? Guilt. Guilt on top of, of trying to do things right and not even knowing when you're doing things right and when you're doing things wrong. Our nation is full of those kinds of oppositions. And we can get confused. And confusion can lead to depression and depression, uncertainty, lack of trust. Who can you trust anymore? And we get back to the beautiful message that you don't earn your salvation. It has been earned for you. That's where the power is. Christ, while we were still sinners, while we were still fumbling, rumbling, bumbling, Christ suffered and died on the cross. Christ is the one who was perfect. Not you, not me. Christ. And what Christ does is Christ gives us the Spirit. He gives us faith. And when He gives us faith, then He owns us and we own Him. We're in a totally different crowd. It, it said right here that, that there's no law. You know, even if we, if we sin, that, that was in the, in, the, um, in the epistle reading. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, them. Do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. In other words, and, and the, the idea is given, and I did this before. You know, I, I, I went, and it wasn't, it wasn't plowing, but it was baling hay. And, uh, and in Louisiana, I used to work at a, a land survey firm, and um, one of the jobs I was given was to bale my boss's hay. Uh, it's got nothing to do with land surveying, but I guess I was... Well, I was being, look, the pay is the same, right? So I got on the tractor, learned how to drive the tractor, and then I started, and then I was doing this. Now, what does the Bible say? Don't do it. You're not worthy to bail this, your boss's hay if you look back. And the problem is, when you look back, you turn the wheel, and then you have rows that, and look, if you go to the Midwest and you see all those perfect rows and all that stuff, those guys are proud of that. That was before GPS. GP, now you can look all over the place and drink pop and eat your meal and all that stuff because GPS has got your back. And it tells you how much you got left to do and it tells you all of this stuff because those tractors are fancy, fancy, schmancy. But in the olden days, if you look back and you went off, it would take you half the field to get the furrows straight again. And that's what happened to me. So I understand this scripture passage but I also give credence to Jesus that when Jesus said it to that man, he knew more about that man than I will or you will ever know. And he was speaking to that man when he said, look, if you're going to follow me and if I call you and I say salute, aren't you going to stand up and salute? It's Jesus the Christ who is ordering you. Think about that. Do we use our Christian freedom to sit down and say, hey, is he talking to me? Hey, does he really mean I should? I mean, that's not like what Jesus would, you know, it's not one of those things Jesus would say, right? Jesus usually leaves us alone and lets us do whatever the hell we want to do. That's the God that we like to follow. But what if Jesus would come to you and say, I want you, I want you to go, what would you say? You would probably get distracted. Well, Pastor DeSoto is speaking out of turn because he's not Jesus. Granted. Granted. But what if I, what if I was told by Jesus to tell you? Boy, out of the mouths of babes, and I'll laugh at knuckleheads, Right? Sometimes knuckleheads say stuff. Sometimes they're right. I mean, if they're like a stop watch, they're right twice a day. And sometimes we, something will come out of your mouth 
even if you feel that you don't have anything good to say, sometimes you might slip up and say something that is biblical, that is godly, that is loving, that is forgiving. Sometimes you might slip up and do that. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit inhabits you. And when God looks at that and says, that person has the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, that's right. That's right. That person belongs to me. What's that person's name? I know that person's name, and he will give it right away. Because when he suffered on the cross, I believe that God had the, the, the ability, that Christ had the ability that every one of his children who are going to heaven crossed through his mind. And he might have even been referring to us when he said, God forgive them, they know not what they do. But you know what? For us, what Christ did for us, that's what matters. He suffered and died on the cross, and then he proclaimed us to be free. Not free to go back in, in, into, into a life of sin. Not free to go to a church that binds you with laws that God has freed you from. Yes, I dangled a preposition. Is that a sin? I don't know. God has freed you from that nonsense because Christ suffered and died for you. You don't have to worry about that. Oh boy, now I feel really, you know, the burden has been lifted. Let me go out and buy a six-pack. No! Don't you understand? And of course, our answer is yes and no. And I think... For many Christians, that's the way it is. We do understand. And yet, when we fail, it's because of our, our lack of understanding. And so our prayer to God is, God, I believe, help my unbelief. Do you have to worry whether you're going to heaven or not? No. Because... If you weren't going to heaven, you wouldn't care what God thought, correct? But we do. We care what God thinks. And so we come up to the altar and we say, God, forgive me, a poor, miserable sinner. And we do this when we come to church because it reminds us. Do we have to come to church? No. Do we have to go to this church? No. Because God is all over the place. He's got a door in your heart. And you could talk to him anytime you want. But be careful who you listen to. Be careful. Because like I said, God can speak through idiots and knuckleheads. But sometimes those people say stuff that you shouldn't listen to. Listen to God. And rely on God. In this case, uh, that our whole nation is in uproar and you want to feel this way about this way and that way about the other way, what do you do? Well, the answer is act in the fruits of the Spirit. If somebody disagrees with you, love them. Show joy to them, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Try that. Not na-na-na-boo-boo. That's not what God wants us to do. God is going to be faithful. He always has been. He always will be. And there will come a time when you, perhaps like Elijah, say, wow, this life is so, it's so overbearing, I can't take it anymore. And at one level, I'd like to say, stop watching TV and the news. Just, just find something else to do. Maybe read God's Word more instead of sitting in front of the TV and listening to the doom and the destruction. That's what I do. What I do is don't watch TV. 
because I got more things to do than to get depressed because somebody's telling me we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Heck, I already know that. But thanks be to Jesus, I know that there's a difference. And so what do we do? We go out in this messy, slovenly, sinful world, and we be who we are. Because that's who we are. I am a Christian, a little Christ. And so where my faith allows me to go, I go. And if I get, if I get smacked for, for loving someone, and it does happen. Believe me, as a police chaplain, I walked into a room, and police said, well, the chaplain's here. I don't need no chaplain. I don't need no God. And I'm walking, and I go, okay then. But I hang around because you never know. One such case, this person, they didn't want to talk. And I said, God bless. I don't say God bless me after what just happened. I won't go into it. But you know what that person needed? That thankless, broken, shocked individual who had just maybe, well, her life certainly did change in one instant like that. And though she responded in shock and anger, anger to God, which I had nothing to do with, she still needed a ride home. You think the police were going to give her a ride home? Uh-uh. That's not their job. They got other things to do. By the way, there's a lot less of them than there used to be, right? You've heard the news, at least that part of it. But what could I do as a chaplain? I could give her a ride home. Did she accept it? Absolutely. When she got out, did she say thank you? Nope. But you know what? I think... That was successful. I think that that's the way that we can positively influence people by just in their time of need showing love. Why don't we try a little bit of that, right? It's not about you. It's about God. And in a way, it is about you. You following God and giving glory to God where that glory is due. And if somebody tells you, hey, you need to come and you need to, to follow God, and you say, yeah, but first got to get my situation, you know, my wife and I, we went overseas. You don't just say, all right, you've been called to go overseas. You're, here's your plane ticket. Tomorrow you leave. No. You have to get ready to go overseas, especially if you're going to Nigeria. And we did a lot of that, getting ready, selling stuff and buying stuff and getting stuff packed and getting stuff loaded and transported over there and all of that stuff we had to do. And there's a wisdom in that. But there comes a time when God tells you that you have to do something, and you do it. And that time is every day. Whatever decision you make in faith is an affirming one. You know, I could go right now, and I could do that thing, but I know that God doesn't appreciate that, so I won't. Good for you. You've listened to the Spirit. Do it again. Do it again. Keep it up. I want to encourage that behavior because you are free and you've been set free. Don't enslave yourself. Don't go down Bourbon Street, Christian. Don't go down Bourbon Street and then say, you know, nobody's looking. I might do this one thing and then end up getting your wallet stolen. That happens all the time. Somebody comes to New Orleans, wife is at home, thinks nobody will know what happens in New Orleans stays in New Orleans or Vegas or wherever else. You know, God is in Vegas. You know that, right? God is in New Orleans. 
and then they get their wallet stolen, and then they have to make some report saying, well, you know, somebody stole that when actually they were in a compromising position and somebody took what was very easy to take. And then they're embarrassed. Uh-huh. Are they enslaved in sin and the effects of sin? Absolutely. Because now, now they have to lie to their spouse. Now they have to lie to anybody who will, who will listen. And they'll lie to the police. That's just an example. It's better not to act on those things of the flesh. It's just simple. It's better. And it shows your faith. When you have an opportunity to take advantage of somebody and you say, no, in the name of Jesus, I will not. That money isn't worth it or that prestige isn't worth it or whatever it is you hope to gain is not worth it. Follow Christ. Continue to follow because Christ has set you free and if Christ has set you free, you are free indeed. Rejoice in being a child of God. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with the hymn of response, hymn 664. the word. Uh, of course, I lost my place, so let me find it. What page are we on? All right, 49. Sometimes it's easier just to ask. In Christ you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. We believe in Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, Son of the Son of the Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. Was crucified by him, was buried. He descended to hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray your Keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, let us be reconciled to God and to one another.
Gracious God, have mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant us pardon, forgiveness, and remission of all our sins. Amen. Sisters and brothers, rejoice, mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, live in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Let us pray. God, our Creator, you open wide your hand and satisfy the desire of every living creature. With these gifts, we bless you for your tender nurture of the earth. Help us to delight in your love and walk in your ways through Jesus Christ our Lord. As God's people call to love one another, let us pray for the needs of the church, the human family, and all the world. Lord Almighty, we ask that you would continue to bless your church, its pastors, its members, all of those people, invisible church, who you, to whom you have given your spirit. We ask that you would visit them daily, hourly, Encourage them and keep them in your loving grace through Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, we ask that you would be with the human families of this world. We pray that you would enter into um, the hearts of those who are lonely, who are separated from their families, of those who wish to wipe things away so that things can become more normal. Lord, we ask that you would fill our hearts with love, love of family, and love for one another. Help us to respect one another, whether we are in the, the uh, family of husband, wife, and children, or families of groups who have gotten together over similar beliefs, or national, Lord, a national family here in the United States. We ask that you would give us healing, give us um, patience with one another, give us the concept of freedom without binding ourselves to more slavery. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we ask that you would be with the world, this world you created, and many other things that we are not aware of, because the beginning, the middle, and the ending does not concern itself with, with me. I live for me, but there's a whole world out there. There are people dying. There are people in slavery. There are people who are hungry. Can they use my help? In Jesus' name, yes. Can I help everyone? Sadly, no. But at least help me to reach out in ways that you would like, in whatever opportunity that you would like me to do it. And if it involves my country, if it involves uh, a group of countries, Lord, I ask that you would help us to err on the side of peace and on the side of freedom. Lord, we pray that you would be with those people who are undergoing conflict at this time. We ask that you would uh, 
instruct those who are doing the wrong thing to cease and to do the right thing. And Lord, we know that everyone knows that there's a wrong thing and a right thing because you've written it in our hearts. We pray that you would bless those people with your knowledge and bless us who are hurt, who are wounded in this world with the ability perhaps even to forgive where forgiveness is unspeakable. Help us to have peace in this world until you come again. Lord, in your mercy. All these and whatever else you see that we need, grant us, O God, especially those people that we pray for uh, who are set before us and who are in our bulletin. Um, Suzanne uh, Kemery, mini stroke. Sean Harrison, uh, uh, serious health issues. Jessica Schwem, uh, who had surgery. And, um, and the families of um, uh, Joy DeMoss and Jim Adams, who, uh, who now mourn the loss of their loved ones. We also ask that you would be with Josh Lilly as, and family as they travel. And indeed, uh, in this time of travel, in this season of travel, with all those who, um, who travel, help them, uh, protect them from the effects of COVID and all of those things. Um, and uh, be with me in my little cold. And, uh, and, and we ask that you would lay your hand of healing on each and every one of us in whatever situation we find ourselves in. And we, Lord, we know you're going to do this for the sake of Christ, who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the sending song, hymn No announcements? Thank you for showing up and doing whatever because you are positive with, or you were positive.